0: Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Healing Feminine Shame podcast with me, Devin of Inner Spark. And today's episode, we are getting into three ways that feminine shame is impacting your life. And I am so excited to get into this. And you may have noticed there is a podcast name change. This was formerly Subtle Medicine. And it is now the Healing Feminine Shame podcast. And for those that have been following my work for even the shortest amount of time, you know that feminine shame, healing and addressing and really defining it because it, it has nothing to do with gender or physical anatomy and we'll get into that more and there's other podcast episodes and, and blog articles on the website too that you can certainly check out. but. This is something that is truly my soul's mission and purpose and passion. And we heal feminine shame by realigning with what's natural, with nature's wisdom, with ourselves, with our bodies. And so nothing is changing in my work. It is just laser focused. And that's what we're up to. And I'd love for you to continue the journey with me and to begin to really identify and confront and unravel these things in your own life, in your own body, and in in the collective at large, because it is super important and more than time. So welcome to the Healing Feminine Shame podcast. All right, so like I said today, I'm getting into three ways that feminine shame shows up in your life and how it's impacting you. And so before we go there, I'm gonna ask you a few questions and just want you to let them sink in and and just see if any of them apply to you. Okay? It's like those quizzes, right, in a magazine. Oh, are people even like holding actual magazines anymore? Nobody today will know that joy of, you know, being a teenager and, and just laying on your bed with your pen circling um, the quiz answers in the magazine. Okay, so this is your this is your audio or visual if you happen to be watching me. Quiz, All right? Have you ever felt like there was something fundamentally deeply wrong with you just for existing? Do you perpetually try to fix yourself so that you can finally be enough on some level? Are you stuck in the same patterns of sabotage or addictive avoidant tendencies and feel like they're your uh, dirty little secret that you just can't seem to fix? Has your self-care slowly actually turned into self-punishment as you try to continually improve yourself so that, again, you can finally be enough on some level? And lastly, do you feel disconnected from yourself and from from anything greater than yourself, from spirit, source, the great mystery, the earth, whatever you like to call that? So just kind of letting those sink in. And I I could keep going, but these, these are all ways that feminine shame show up and and creep into our lives. I can relate to every single one of them. I know that my clients can, and I am unfortunately betting that you can as well. And so while it can kind of feel like daunting and scary, right, to kind of have those things laid out in front of us like, holy crap, yeah. Like I do just walk around all the time feeling like there is something super wrong with me at a deep core fundamental level just, just because I'm here. Just because I, I am. Yeah, like, feel you. So just to refresh us as to how InnerSpark defines feminine shame, I wanna share that with you. Feminine shame is an intense and deeply held resistance, aversion, resentment, and fear towards anything that is soft, transient, cyclical, fluid, gentle, passive, loving, nurturing, intuitive and or emotional in nature. And ultimately we we can think about it as it's it's a shame towards that which is natural, that which is impermanent, fluid, um not fixed or rigid. And so the truth is when we like think about it like that right it's like i said gender and and physical anatomy have nothing to do with it and when we can really think about it like that it's like well that's basically everything in existence right that's that's my body that's the earth that's the seasons of life the seasons of the earth that's our emotions that's that's everything and and you're right and so the the truth is all of us are impacted and all of us will experience some form of this in our lives just inevitably. So this, this learned disconnection between what we've deemed as normal and what we all abide by in order to like get along in the world and what is actually natural. So this learned disconnection leads us into a perpetual state of not enough, right? I'm not enough, I'm not good enough, I am not enough. We feel wrong, bad, unworthy, and like I said, just fundamentally flawed for existing. That's kind of that core underlying theme, is just flawed, completely effed up just, just because, just because I'm here. And as, as a species of humans, we've really lost our, our taproot our our connection and we've learned that it's better to ignore our innate naturalness and and to to keep ourselves safe unless we want to open ourselves up for scrutiny, judgment and more shame. Yeah, it's like trying to fit into this this unchangeable box. And then shaming ourselves when we when we don't meet that measure, which is impossible to meet. What we've learned and emulated across many generations now, because this is, you know, been going on for so long, this is largely due to puritanical programming, sure. And and none of it is is natural, although we've really come to view it as normal. So I want you to just begin to think about that in your life. Like, what do I accept because it's normal but it doesn't actually feel good to me it doesn't actually feel natural to me so this normal versus natural and how can i come back into natural this state of balance this state of of alignment and and integration within myself my physical emotional mental and spiritual aspects and integration with with those around me, with the planet, just how can I come back into a state of natural? And where can I let go of some of these things that I do just because they're normal or some of the things I accept just because they're normal? And when I share the three ways, the three main ways that feminine shame shows up, you'll, you'll kind of begin to see that. I just wanted to touch on a few more points. You might be like, damn it, lady, just get to the three things you said you were gonna share um, and we're going there, but it's really important to have a little bit of, of context, yeah. So stay with me, all right? Living with feminine shame is this this like I said this this constant uh, internal struggle between normal and natural, and then internalizing when we don't meet these um, arbitrary external measures of good or enough internalizing that to mean that there's something wrong with us that's a really key feature of shame period is this this internalization that there's something wrong with me there is something wrong with me because i am not enough because i'm not meeting this this thing and this compartmentalized way of life you know it makes everything harder everything way harder than it has to be i truly you know i i don't i don't have the answers right like i i didn't create this whole thing and you and you know all of the stuff that's here I I don't have the answers however in my heart I truly don't believe that we were made to struggle that's something that we've we've kind of done to ourselves right in so many ways my goodness I believe that that there's meant to be was intended to be this beautiful natural cyclical dance and when we look at what's natural, and I'm looking out my window right now at, at rain just pouring down, there is a a beautiful, easeful rhythm and cycle to it all. And this way is just, it makes everything harder and really contributes to dis-ease physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and on... Like a, a massive planetary scale, and like I said, you know, feminine shame—it it impacts everyone, regardless of gender or physical anatomy. I chose to use the word feminine because it's something that we still relate to. We still um, have have a a certain association with. We can we can we can understand that. So I use that intentionally as an entry point so that people can kind of get it and, and, and then I can take them into um, more of the abstract concept of what I'm trying to get at. And again, if you followed my work and if you head over to interspark.life into the library, you can check out the article um, Redefine, life slash redefine, where I share the <coughs> alternative principles that I use so feminine is actually the spiral principle and masculine is the triangle so another way of looking at this is is spiral shame so shame of things that are like I said natural cyclical transient soft receptive passive lunar fluid um, it's really us and how as a species we've come to, a place where the the essence of feminine or the spiral principle is not held with with high regard. And so we're all impacted. And the health of the planet is certainly seeing the impacts as well. We've really been taught to favor and celebrate structure and outward expression and productivity and action over all else. And to view it as uh, safer more preferred. And while anything that is not that, that is more feminine, that is more passive and transient and changeable, is seen as as unsafe and untrustworthy and something about which to be wary. So, yeah. So good. Like I said, there's, there's other podcast episodes and blog posts on the website, interspark.life. So now, my friends three ways that feminine shame is impacting our lives and some things to really think about, some things to feel into, dropping into your bodies, into your hearts and feeling these things and noticing, like I said, where you are accepting uh, normal at the expense of natural and what that is costing you. So number one. Feminine shame cuts us off from ourselves, our intuition, and our bodies. You are your own best teacher, healer, guide, whatever. You. It's you. There is nothing and no one outside of you, no gatekeeping authority that can guide you to your own best you, your own best answers. And so when we're in this this state and, and really trying to uh, favor normal over natural and when we're stuck in this place of shame, there is a lot of external seeking. There's a lot of giving up, listening to ourselves, even trying to hear ourselves, listening to our intuition and listening to our bodies because our bodies are the source of shame, right? They're sinful, they're bad, they're wrong, they're not enough, they're too much, they're whatever. They are the epitome of spirally, right? They age. They, they do things. They make sounds. They excrete waste. Like, we have periods. We have, like, just, it's they're constant. I have a beautiful pimple today, the day I was going to film my video. You know, like, we are, we are constantly, constantly changing, constantly. And... <clears throat> the body likes to speak to us through symptoms, right? Those are just messengers. And again, those things we normalize, PMS, fatigue, anxiety, they're trying to guide you back to yourself. They're not problems. They're not something to be ashamed of because you're not doing life right enough, right? You're not like, oh, I, I need to do this better, do that better. It's like, no, maybe we just need to stop and listen and turn inward. Stop Googling answers. Stop WebMDing things and listen. Listen, listen. Mm, and I could say so much more about this. So, one last thing for now is just really reconnecting back to your intuition. It will never, ever be wrong. It feels a very certain way in everybody's body. The, our intuition speaks to us um, uniquely. Right, so my intuitive flicker or hit or knowing will feel differently from yours. And let that be your north star, let that be your anchor. All right, number two, ha ha. Feminine shame cuts us off from our voice, our truth, our desires, and our boundaries. So when we are living in a state of shame, we do not wish to be seen. We do not wish to have other people know that we have needs we do not wish to let other people know our truth and we are too ashamed to exert our boundaries or we may not even know what those things are anymore because we're so disconnected from our intuition and from our bodies and ourselves so we may have no freaking clue what our authentic truth is what we actually desire because we are living from a place of being who we think we have to be versus who we actually are and wanting what we actually want and then without knowing ourselves, how the hell are we supposed to have boundaries? Not gonna happen. <laughs> so it can be that, that twofold thing of either we're allowing them to be stifled and crossed or we simply don't know what they are anymore. So it really clouds our ability to to make the right choices for ourselves because everything is also filtered through a lens of, of fear of a fear of being seen, a fear of being found out, and this painful sense of unworthiness and and insecurity. Number three, the last one, for now, there are many more. These felt like the three that wanted to come through today. Number three, feminine shame prevents us from being soft, fluid, and receptive towards life and even ourselves. So we meet ourselves with a lot of hostility, a lot of judgment, a lot of uh, scrutiny. Our internal voice is harsh and sharp and mean. We're mean to our bodies. The th- our, our internal world is just, it's, it's either, you know, can, can, can pendulate between being super critical Or just super negligent like we're just like i nothing you (laughs) right i don't love you i don't hate you i just like i nothing you and you know shame is it's really a frozen state and when we're in this frozen place we're not hearing ourselves and and we're afraid there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of that external seeking and we're not allowing our needs to be met and we're also not asking for help. We're not asking for help, support, um, seeking community, because we don't want to be seen. We don't want people to see what we think we see in ourselves. And I say what we think we see in ourselves, because what we think we're seeing and what we're judging so harshly as the, as the source of that thing that we should be ashamed of is like not actually there because it doesn't actually exist because those measures and those markers that we're using are arbitrary and made up and not real and don't exist. So how can we come back into allowing ourselves to be soft and fluid and receptive towards ourselves and then towards life? It's really this, this shutdown, this frozen shutdown, and it doesn't feel good. And it just keeps perpetuating itself. And so then we do the things to try to make ourselves feel better, right? The the addictive things, whether it's, you know, social media, shopping, alcohol, drugs, disordered eating, exercise, sex, those are are like the secondary thing to the the shame. The feminine shame is is the, the thing that needs to be addressed. And when we can heal and unravel that, all the other coping mechanisms and the other things we're doing fall away. We don't need them anymore. Yeah. So I am curious if any of these resonate with you and what your experiences with them and what you've maybe noticed or, or awakened to in this conversation. So I will leave it there for today and... I really just invite us to lean into freedom and thriving through embracing that which is natural and continuing to identify, confront, and heal the legacy of feminine shame that we're all carrying. Okay? If you enjoyed today's talk, I invite you to subscribe and follow along with me. Share with somebody that can benefit from this. That would be amazing. And please head over to the Healing Feminine Shame Facebook group to share any thoughts or feedback with me that you have. All right. I will see you next time.